Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Carvery with Alex Dore. This is a podcast where, as you guys know it, we are carving away the drama in your lives because we know that your natural state is success and happiness and innovation, collaboration, creativity. All of that is your natural state once the drama's gone. And so we help you carve away all that's getting in the way of that natural success. And it will reveal things that you can't even imagine on your way to, to all that you're really looking to do. And so today I thought I'd switch it up with this episode. I wanted to kind of keep you on your toes with the format. And what I'm going to do is drop you guys into one of my recent speaking engagements. Because what I've realized is after I speak, there'll be great questions during my keynotes or or right after the keynotes and Q&A or in my speaking engagements. And then I either forget the questions and I just answer them in the moment off the top of my head based on the philosophy, or I am literally on the plane for like two hours just going over and over about how much more I could have said about that topic to help that person. Or if we were more in a one-on-one context, I could get some more um, details around the example to actually help them be able to have a practical tool to overcome these challenges. And this recently happened when I was in Memphis and I had some footage. So I went back and I want to drop you guys into the footage about this great question that I get a lot. And then I'm going to add on to it What I would also add for techniques that you could try to be able to get through the same situation and carve away the drama around it so we can get back on track to the goals we're trying to achieve on a day-to-day basis. And so without further ado, I want to drop you guys into the keynote. You're going to get the experience of that. And here is the question and my first response. Question. So good question. What if it's a constant pattern with the same person? I was working with another one of your guys' colleagues, and he came up to me after um, it was in a different department and said, you know, I got a situation for you. I turned in this uh, paper requirement, and um, this guy, he knew the deadline. He didn't get his part of it done yet again. And I go, oh, man, that's bad. We missed uh, a deadline. Uh, Just a quick question. Um, How often has this happened? Well, he goes, I've worked for this guy for 12 years now. I don't know if he's really hit one of my deadlines with this type of thing for like 12 years. And I go, well, then what's your reality? Is your reality that you are working with someone? So what if our reality is they're just going to be late on this deadline with my current approach? So given that reality, what could I do to have impact in this reality? Three things, go do that. And so I asked him, I go, what did you try to make sure that he hit this deadline? Well, I put it on his desk and I said, could you do this? I said, perfect, what else did you try? Well, that's it, he should know. I was like, have you tried that approach before? Yes, it didn't work last time, no. Okay, what else could you try? Could you send him an email two days before? What if he goes, he might just go, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it on my own time. Well, then I would ask, could you please put that in writing for me, like in an email that you're just not going to get to this in time? Because I'd like to report out for my status on the project why we were behind. Most people are like, I'm not going to put that in an email that I'm not going to get this done. Okay, perfect. So it seems as if you realize it's an important deadline. What could I do to help you? So it's always, what could I do to help us in this reality? Does that make sense? And so if you're frustrated that something over and over and over and over and over and over is not changing, 
don't look at the person as what needs to change. Look at your approach with that reality and see if something changes. Does that make sense? And then that doesn't work. So you go, Alex, that doesn't work. Okay, what are three more things? What are, then that doesn't work. Alex's advice sucks. It still doesn't work. What are three more things you could do? Who else could you reach out to that's done this? And then we'll talk about what happens after you've done that long enough, what you can do. Does that make sense? Great question. So I love where I went with that. And then as you heard in there, I gave some more tips as we went on with the training because it's hard to jump too far ahead without them having the knowledge they need. But for those of you that have been listening, you have a bunch of techniques I've already talked about and you know some of our bottom lines. And so I'll just build from there and we will talk about some other strategies for this person that is constantly in the same pattern or you're having the same issue with a person that you work with or a person in your life. I know you caught it. Instead of getting angry with that person, I get it. I'm supposed to just check my story. When I edit my story, reality is not painful and then I can move forward. And this person wasn't quite there yet understanding that idea and that freedom that comes with that understanding. And so I get this question a lot. It's like, I get what you're saying. It makes ton of sense. But what if it's the constant issue with this person? What if it's the same pattern over and over? And so here's what I would add to that as well. And it's going to build off kind of what I talked about, which was the stop judging and start helping find three things. Go do that. And I want to begin with dropping your end of the rope, so to speak. It's like a tug of wars going on when you're in conflict with a person like this. You're constantly pulling, they're pulling, and you're really getting nowhere, yet you're hoping for a different result. And so one thing we recommend, which sounds counterintuitive, is try dropping your end of the rope and just embrace reality with neutrality. And I kind of hinted at that where it's like, they're constantly doing this for the last 12 years. Well, what's your reality? Is your reality that someone's going to change after 12 years of the same behavior Or is it more your reality that this person is so consistent and constant, that's a gift. You know that your reality is going to be that they're going to try and not hit this deadline. Not even try. They're going to possibly not hit this deadline. So you already know that. So that's a nice reality where you can say, given that reality, what can I do next to help? What could I do next to still try and achieve the larger goal that we're hoping to achieve, which in that situation was to just get this deadline hit with this requirement. What this does when you drop your end of the rope is it helps you cut out or redirect your own part in what we call co-creation. Because in the world, we're constantly co-creating results and our negativity or kind of our positivity can co-create a completely different result based on our own thinking and actions. And this is very powerful if you haven't heard of this concept. And so I want to just stop for a second and help you guys remember that there's reality in one column, and then there's our suffering in the other column, which is from our stories and our thoughts that we don't question. And so this is actually what I call the horrible trick. Our ego tries to play on us constantly and By the way, myself included, we fall for it constantly. And so what I mean by that is there is reality on one side, which is, for example, this person isn't turning reports in as I prefer. That's reality. And that's not actually very painful. 
Many people don't turn things in as you prefer. That's just reality. Now, in the other column where I get suffering and I get stressed and I get frustrated and in conflict with a colleague is when I then believe the story my ego's telling me, which is, this person is an absolute idiot who never hits a deadline and they're trying to sabotage our projects and this always comes back on me. See how I just jumped into suffering and if I question that, is that true? That this person's an absolute idiot? Well, they actually have a master's degree, so they can't always be an idiot. They actually are at a higher level than me in leadership. They can't always be an idiot. They've worked their way up the corporate ladder. Do they never hit a deadline or is it just deadlines when they work with me? Because other people don't complain about this person not hitting the deadline. What's my part in that? And are they trying to sabotage the company projects? Can I absolutely know it's true? They're trying to sabotage the projects of the company. See how I made all of that up? And in reality, it was just a simple event. And then I could think of ways that I could impact that. See, our ego will play this game where it will jump in that second column, so to speak, which causes us suffering. Let's look at another one. You know, let's say I'm in the suffering column. I'm like, this person is just a terrible listener and they're always so negative and no one can work with them. Okay, you can feel the pain there if I'm struggling with this person. But as you can see, if I'm suffering, I'm in the wrong column there. I'm believing the story of my ego. So if I get out of that, I'm like, what's the reality? Oh, the reality is this person didn't do what I asked them to do. Now, that's not painful. By the way, that happens all the time that people don't always do what you ask them to do. And so given that this person didn't do what I wanted them to do this time, what are a couple things I could do to try and explain it differently? See how it's a much different spectrum there. Let's look at a third example. This person didn't understand my directions I gave to them. That's reality. But here's where my ego will jump in and tell a story that I can believe or not. This person is incompetent and not capable in their job. And how did they even get there? And who promoted them? And, and I have to explain things a million times. See, that's where I went into a story that caused me suffering. And so what I'm saying is drop your end of the rope. Embrace reality with neutrality. Stay in that one column that is just the facts. What do I know for sure? And when you're there, what you have done again is went back to our key mantra, which is you have stopped judging. You're down to the facts. And now you can start helping. But I promise you, whenever you guys are in judgment and you are frustrated and you are judging a situation or a colleague, you cannot help them. They're mutually exclusive. It is impossible to judge and help someone at the same time. So if you feel frustrated with someone, that is just an indicator from the universe in your chest to look at what story am I believing and I can cut that story down to the facts. So then I can think of a few ways that I could help anyway. And this becomes so freeing because the moment I judge someone that they are, for example, an absolute idiot who never hits a deadline is trying to sabotage our projects. Let's say I have that piece of paper that I'm going to deliver to them or that email and I need them to hit that deadline. Well, if I'm in judgment, when I approach them, I might just like throw it on their desk and I might just be convinced in my own mind that they're not going to do it. And so 
I don't say anything there. I just put it on their desk or I don't follow up with an email a couple days before or I don't even ask if I'm giving this to you in the wrong format. Is that why you're struggling to get it done? See, I am judging, so I'm not helping. So I am actually stepping down instead of up and just going through the motions myself. This is where co-creation happens because I give poor effort and just slam something on someone's desk. They give me poor effort back and we miss a deadline and I go, see, I'm right about crap I make up. And it's a constant cycle of co-creation with that colleague of negativity. But the problem becomes if you go back far enough, you don't know who started the negativity, if it was you or them. And by the way, it doesn't actually matter because the true superpower is now that you know that you can break this cycle and help redirect this relationship in another way and get the results we're looking for, which is truly the ultimate freedom. And so that's the first point I would add, because once you're done judging and you're down to the facts and you use our edit your story tool, you can then always be in a place to help and you have so much more energy and you're authentic in the way that you want to help because you're not coming in with judgment. And most people struggle with that part, myself included, and that is the great starting point. Now, what I'd also add is if that's not working for you, you've tried that a few times, never give up on stop judging, start helping. I mean, that is the mantra. But we have an exercise we call, I think it's called thinking inside the box would be the best way to describe it. How it starts is you look at the goal you're trying to focus on with this person, which in this example that I gave would be like, our goal is to deliver this requirement timely for the next step of the process. Like that's our goal. We just want to deliver this requirement. And I would put that on a piece of paper with that person, just ask to have a couple minutes with them and say, this really is my goal. And I've looked at what the company is requiring of us. This is really our goal with our role right now in this process. And I want to look at how we can achieve this goal, but it seems as if we have some competing priorities. And this happens a lot in relationships and in organizations as we have competing priorities. So we want a way that you can get this issue out of both of our heads where our ego manipulates it and judges and does all these terrible things. Let's get it on paper. So I want you to write that goal out on a piece of paper. And then on one side of a box, so to speak, Um, On the left side, let's say, put my priority, which is I want it done quickly so we can hit the deadline. So we want to do this quicker. And on the other side, figure out what their priority is, which it seems in this situation was this person wanted to make sure it was high quality, less errors so we don't have to rework. So let's just say high quality. And then what we do is instead of like going outside the box where it's like fire this person or switch up the whole process or change the whole deadline, because that's not reality, we need to succeed in this reality, I want you to box that in. On the top is the goal, on the sides are the competing priorities, and then now that you have it boxed in, in the center, I want you to speak with that person about given our competing priorities and this goal, how could we make this happen? Let's not talk about why we can't make this happen or why we're not making this happen. Let's talk about together. Now that we're looking at the issue in reality, how could we make this happen? And try and come up with that person with three things you could do and then both make your commitments to try this and see if that conversation opens up some breakthroughs to hitting these goals. Because so often I find as we work with organizations, they haven't even had the conversation 
first of all. The other person doesn't know how frustrated they are with this issue. And so this starts the conversation. This also gets it out of our heads into reality so there's no drama around it. It's looking at what are we trying to create and how can we get there. And then lastly, this starts with you taking the first step. That which is missing is what you're not giving. So you are not judging and giving clarity. You are putting the issue out there. You are starting the conversation. It's a really big kind of no ego moment that you're looking at moving this thing forward in a productive manner. And so that thinking inside the box tool, you can always email me or reach out on on social media at Alex M. Door. I can send you that tool. It's free on our website. And so that exercise is is really incredible for moving those situations forward. Another thing I want to remind you of is this whole idea that this person is constantly doing the same pattern. They're constantly frustrating you. And whenever you find yourself in a place where you are wanting or needing another person to change, I want you to take a moment and realize that you are arguing with reality, and that is an argument you're going to lose, but only 100% of the time. Because you cannot change another person. What you can do is you can stop enabling that person. And this is what was very interesting about that situation I described in the clip, which was this person actually was inadvertently enabling that person to miss the deadlines because of a few things. They tried one thing, which was put the paper on their desk and they keep missing the deadline. But I started to ask questions to get them into self-reflection on what they could do to try and make sure this deadline was hit. And they didn't have very many answers for me of what they'd tried. So that person could have emailed them a few weeks before. That person could have said, you know, what's your level of willingness to hit this deadline for us? It's very important for the success of this project. And asking those questions, if that person went, you know what, I'm not willing, I'm not going to, I don't believe in this project or hitting this deadline, that's a place where you have a choice where you can enable that kind of resistance or you could ask a couple questions to see what could happen there in willingness. And so one thing that may or may not work, but it's a a technique that we found kind of effective is, you know, what's your level of willingness to turn this project in on time or to hit this deadline? And they say, you know what, I don't think I'm going to get to it. And, you know, you could ask a question like, well, given this is a priority for this project, you know, what's your plan to, you know, get a bit more willing to put this as project status to make sure this gets delivered on time? I told you I'm not going to. It's just not one of my own priorities. Well, then here's a key question you could ask. Well, are you willing to, for me, put that into an email that you're not really willing to bump this up in priority and so you're pretty sure we're going to miss the deadline? Are you willing to give me that in an email so then I can report that out when it's my turn to report on this progress? Most people, when you ask that question, go, well, I'm not going to put it in email that I'm you know, not willing or I'm not going to hit a deadline. I'm not going to put that on email for the company to see. And that's where that self-reflection helps loosen up the fact that, oh, this might not be kind of optional or, oh, you realize this is important, but you're just choosing to not jump on board. And that's where you might have a little wiggle room or loosening of, you know, are you in or are you out? Because without those questions, you might just be enabling someone to just be resistant of what we're trying to achieve. And so that's a very neutral, kind of kind, honest way to facilitate that decision from the other person. 
And so think about where we're enabling people to to step down, where we could facilitate some better thinking around that. Another concept I like to think about is when someone's struggling, for example, to hit a deadline, it goes along with enabling, but don't lower the standards. We say up the support. And what I mean by that is if someone seems like they have a lot on their plate and this person's been missing these deadlines for a long time and they give you an excuse that they're busy or there's just so much going on, given that we still have these requirements or this will still need to be delivered on time and it's very crucial to the success of our project, how can I help you get more skilled in your approach to do this quicker or to do this quickly and with quality? Given that this is still the requirement, so we don't lower the standard, it's given that, how can we up your support? How can we up your skill set? How can we help you be able to do this more efficiently to hit this same result? And that wording can really help you get some answers from that person if they actually want help or not. And so that Given that technique is very important as a leader or as a colleague to say, given this is required of us, how can we up our approach or skill set to be able to still hit this deadline? And so that's something I want you guys all to watch for is that many people will try and have you lower the standards when we get busy and many of us are busy, but I want to look at upping the support. And if they say, well, you could just do it for me. Well, given that that is outside of my realm of requirements What else could I do to help you? Who else could I refer you to? What other resources could we look for to help you get more skillful in your tech savviness, in your your network, to have more resources to reach out to? And that way, you can really keep developing and upping the support, but not allowing people to step down and lower the standards because our human condition always looks for ways that we could lower the standards to blame the circumstances for the reasons we can't succeed. And so watch for that as well. Lastly, what I would add to this is if you've tried all of these techniques, and I know some people get there where it's like this person has just been for 12 years so negative, no one can work with them, um, no one's been successful being their colleague, and even though they've been in the company for 12 years, and there's just no hope with this person, again, I would first start with questioning that story that's causing you suffering. Is it true that nobody can work with this person? Is it true that they're always negative? And one thing that's funny is when someone's like, this person's just a negative person, they're always negative. We often joke and use self-reflection like, oh, you know, I haven't had that experience with them. You know, I've I've met them earlier. They didn't seem too negative. Are they negative when we promote them, give them a raise? No, you know, they're not negative then. Well, are they negative when they're around their grandkids? Are they negative when they're around their best friends? No, not then. They're not negative. Well, are they negative when, you know, we give them an awesome project to work on? No, they're not negative then. That's not what I'm talking about. Well, it seems as if they're just negative around you and specifically this situation, this handoff of responsibilities with this project. And that's where I encourage you guys to question those stories. If you're like, there's no hope, and there's no place we can have impact with this person, still I would question that story one more time and see if there's one or two things you could do to possibly help the situation. And that whole stop judging again, start helping, 
is just the magic. I, I, I can't stress that enough. And it constantly humbles me when I get judgmental or where I get in this mindset myself to dive back into editing my story and thinking of three things I could do. Because one, this helps me find where I can have impact so I can never disengage and step down because I'm still trying to make it work. And so when the rubber meets the road and I'm asked, why did this project not succeed? Why were we late on these requirements? I know my piece in it and I know I stayed at a high level of accountability and I know I kept the mantra of stop judging, start helping. And so I don't have to get defensive in that situation and the other person will have their own choices to make in that situation. So it's, it's really powerful to keep questioning that story, even when your ego wants you to step down and believe that story. And finally, what I'll leave you with is truly, if you have tried everything and you have started to feel that it's taking more energy for you to just try and make this work than it is to, to just operate in your job, if it is draining you of your energy and your soul by trying to make this happen and you've tried all of these techniques and you've wholeheartedly tried all of these techniques, we have a we have a final piece that we like to say for the end, which is you always have this powerful choice that is the ultimate freedom. You can choose to stay in joy with that job or with that office relationship, or you can leave in peace. You can stay in joy or you can leave in peace. But there's no third option. Many people stay in this third option where they stay and hate for many, many years. They stay and critique and complain about this colleague or about this organization that hasn't fired this incompetent person. They stay in hate, which makes not only you unhappy, but it also keeps us from fixing the problem or coming up with a better solution with this relationship. So you stay in hate, which is the most unaccountable place you can be. And this is what we call the third option, which is when you are in this place of staying and hating, staying and stepping down, staying and critiquing others and blaming others. Or you can leave in peace, which is the ultimate freedom because you can leave that position and look for another spot in the organization. You can leave that position and look for another job in the area. And both should be peaceful, whether you stay or leave, because this is about your happiness. And what I want you guys to realize is that I never want you to have all of your happiness dependent on whether you have a perfect colleague, whether you have a perfect work situation, whether you have a perfect boss. Because once we give all of our happiness up in that way, we are relying on other people's choices and external factors on whether we will be happy and get the results we want day in and day out. And that is a very risky business to be in. And so know that in the end, after you've tried all of these techniques, you have the ultimate free choice, which is stay, enjoy, or leave in peace. Both are peaceful. And know that an unaccountable place to be is in this stay and hate where you're keeping your job but critiquing everything going on. But then know that another very unaccountable place we see people get is where they leave in hate as well, where they leave at war as well, and they leave. And then when everybody asks them what happened, they say, well, the leader was an absolute idiot or the organization didn't care about anything. or And that is also a very victim-minded place to be. And so realize that you have all of this freedom in not being in the third option by choosing one of those accountable places. 
And so guys, I hope this was an interesting switch up for you. I hope there were some great techniques in there. When you have a colleague that is simply just in the same pattern that is not conducive to what you prefer, get neutral with that language. Stop judging, start helping. Try and box in the issue and talk about the goal that you're trying to create and how we could get there. And really look at dropping your end of the rope. All of these techniques will help you Find your own accountability, which will lead to your own happiness and keep you engaged and adding great results at work because this is about you. This is about you staying in a high state of accountability because that's where drama diffusers live and I promise you that's where happiness lies. And so thank you so much for tuning in till the end of this episode and for trying out this new style. I hope you enjoyed getting dropped into one of my sessions and then having more of an elaboration on this common question. If you have any other common questions, send them my way. I love just riffing on this with the philosophy. I think that's it for today. Another fun one, at least for me. Hope it was for you. And thank you for joining me again on The Carvery, where we believe that your natural state is all that you desire once the drama's gone. And so hopefully today was another chip away at that drama. Again, guys, keep rocking it. Find me on Alex M. Door on social media, and we'll catch you next time on the next episode. But until then, you guys know the deal. Let's keep ditching the drama. <laughs> <laughs>